listening to the Miracle Word Podcast. We believe that the Word of God gives you the power to experience never-ending increase in every area. If you're ready for revelation that will take you to the next level, you're in the right place. Here's your host, evangelist, author, and founder of Miracle Word University, Ted Shuttlesworth, Jr. Today, I'm very excited. Uh, I don't know if you saw the advertisement, but I'm glad to have with me my father in the studio, Ted Shuttlesworth, Sr. And if you saw the advertisement, welcome, Dad, by the way. Good morning. <laughs> Afternoon, at night, wherever you're watching. Wherever they're watching. Somebody watching from uh, San Antonio, Texas. People watching from Canada. Other people watching from South Africa, uh, Zimbabwe, Kenya. Glad you're on. But um, yesterday, if you were on the broadcast with us, you saw that my dad mentioned he was going to be teaching today on three demon spirits that must be dealt with and how the gifts of the spirit uh, work to combat those three demon spirits. Is it something, Dad, that you noticed that were the main things that seemed to attack the life of the believer? Well, I'll tell you what put me onto this. In studying on the gifts of the spirit, uh, which it seems like I started in September of 1977, and I haven't stopped. <laughs> but uh, my studies uh, in, the, in the Bible, in the Word of God. Good morning, everybody. Diane, God bless. Stephanie Shields. Wow, all these people, son, already. Uh, f- folks, uh, there are certain things uh, that I have seen that are reoccurring in the Bible, especially the New Testament. And I took as my basis of this the scripture in 1 Thessalonians chapter 5 and verse 23, Paul's prayer for all of us, which was, he said, And I pray God, the very God of peace, that he might preserve you blameless. In other words, Like Jesus said, the devil hath nothing in me. God doesn't want the devil to have a stronghold in your life. And he gives us the ability to be free in every area of our life. Mm -hmm. So, for example, Paul said, and I pray that the Lord will keep you blameless, preserve you blameless, keep you whole, Mm -hmm. spirit, and soul, and body. And the Bible tells us that's what man, that's what woman, that's what we really are. We're a spirit. We have a soul, which is our mind, our will, our intellect, our emotions, and we live in a body. And then the Bible tells us, know you not that your body is the temple of the Holy Spirit. When you get born again, a measure of that anointing gets in your recreated spirit. And then it is released in greater measure by the mighty baptism of the Holy Spirit. So that you'll be able to say what Jesus taught, you shall receive power. After that, the Holy Spirit has come upon you and you shall be my witnesses. In one of the books I read years ago, the word witness was defined in 
one man's uh, lexicon that he had done from that word. It meant, you shall be my signs. You shall be a supernatural sign to an unbelieving world. That's why Paul said in another place, no, you're not. <laughs> or he said, uh, your life is an epistle or a letter that's read and known of all men. So once you receive the Holy Spirit, the Lord puts you in a place to become a sign to an unbelieving world. Now the devil knows that, so he's going to attack you. He's going to come against you. And in the Bible, and in particular the New Testament, knowing that man is a spirit, knowing that you have a soul, and knowing that you have a body, then the devil designs, um, how do I want to say this, son? He designs his attacks <clears throat> to take you out. He'll attack you physically. He'll attack you in your mind. He ultimately wants to bind your spirit. And so, <clears throat> in studying the Word of God and understanding what man is. Man is a spirit. You have a soul. You live in a body. Well, then you can see certain things the devil used in the Bible, Ted, where as he used them, he had spirits that he used to attack the body. There are spirits that the Bible says he uses to attack the mind. Mm -hmm. And there are spirits, evil spirits, that the devil uses to try to get to your spirit, man. Mm -hmm. And so today, what I want to deal with, with you, is what are the three most common spirits? Understanding that, uh, son, that they are specifically sent to attack you physically in your body, in your mind, your soul realm, <clears throat> ultimately to destroy your spirit. And this might be a good place to talk about the seven steps Lester Sumrall used to teach on. Did you ever study that? He yeah, taught oppression. seven steps to demon possession, mm -hmm. starting with number one, suppression, and then repression. And he goes through it. I won't get into it. You can find it on YouTube, but I actually heard him teach it in person. Wow. And I was with him at his church in South Bend on Ireland Road on a good Friday. And Frank and I, well, actually, uh, Brother Summerall and I had uh, done a television program that morning where he prophesied over me and your mother, and what a nice man. And then everybody thought he was gruff, but he, he had a heart of gold, tender. His wife, I met her, Sister Louise, kind people, nice folks. But he didn't put up with no foolishness either. And that sternness is what many people, they'd look at him and say, oh, he's tough. But what it was, he had no place for the devil in his mind, his emotions, his body. And, and I'll, I'll deal with that. But the Lord had given him a revelation of a strategy that the devil uses to try to take you out. And so that was the basis. That was back when, 1979, I began to um, 
study along these lines. I had all of Brother Sumrall's books, because you know what he did, Ted? He took me to the basement of the church, to a where, like a storehouse, unlocked it, and he said, in here's every book I've ever written. <laughs> and then he says, hold your hands out. So I hold my hands out. And he just starts putting books in my hand until I walked out, I bet you 30 or 40 books. Wow. I said, Brother Sumrall, no one's ever done this for me. He said, nobody ever wrote this many. <laughs> he said, except W. V. Grant Sr. But he said, if you read one of his, they're all the same. <laughs> and Brother Grant Sr. was a great fellow too, bless his heart. Senior, the, the father. So I begin a, a journey to understand how do we help? Hello, Mary. Mary's on. Robin's on. Uh, Lynn Ann. Wow, son. Everybody's showing up today. I began to study uh, just to see what God would show me about these things. Mm -hmm. And I would have to say that some of what I uh, deal with, I would have to uh, give honor to Brother Sumrall for getting me started in the right direction. Right. Yeah, and for those of you that have never experienced uh, Dr. Lester Sumrall's ministry, you can still find a lot of his teaching, preaching on YouTube, yeah. and a uh, powerful man of God, a ministry of deliverance, went all over the world. In fact, those that are our partners, we uh, sent you a copy of uh, Adventuring with Christ. Oh, that's a uh, great book. That was his first it. book, you know. Yeah. First book he ever wrote. It's powerful. I have a first edition of it that somebody, if he behaves as my son, <laughs> might get it someday. <laughs> but that, that's a great book. Mm -hmm. He traveled with uh, Howard Carter, yeah, a great man of God from Great Britain, who was the president of the Bible school in Hempstead. And I, I went to London. I've been there. And uh, I tell you, these dear uh, men of God, women of God, have left legacies that we're still enjoying the fruit of their labor. Amen. Amen. Glory to God. Praise Let's God. pray. I feel the anointing to pray. Praise God. Father, I thank you for these dear people that you have sent to watch this program today. From Kingston, Jamaica, Lord, to Connecticut, Kentucky, people are on from everywhere. We love these folks. Lord, we need a word from you. So as we enter into this study today of how to deal with, in particular, three demon powers that the devil would like to use to destroy us, we release the anointing to Lagos, Nigeria, to St. John, New Brunswick, where Brother Phil's watching, and all around the world, friend, I release the anointing that you'll be stronger, more powerful, more anointed to do the work of God after you hear this word today. And I pray that for you in Jesus' name. In Jesus' name. Amen, son. Amen. So as you've traveled, ministered to people, deliverance, healing, you've seen these commonalities basically between people that are attacked in their body, people attacked in their mind, people attacked in their spirit, and uh, the Lord showed you how to deal with each one individually. Right, and it came out of that study on the gifts of the spirit, the gifts of the spirit. In fact, for just a moment, if you have a Bible, whether it's on your device or uh, uh, one in front of you, turn to 1 Corinthians for a moment. 
1 Corinthians, and I want to read this. Now concerning spiritual gifts, brethren, that includes the cistern, I would not have you ignorant. Let's stop right there. Ignorance, the Bible says, my people perish. They're being destroyed. Why? Because of lack of knowledge. But where there's no vision, the people perish. So we could say, son, that born out of study comes vision. Mm -hmm. You can see it. Your studies produce the vision for what God wants you to do. Study, the Bible says, to show yourself approved unto God. A workman, a woman, a man of God. And you don't have to be ashamed of the fact that you're totally dependent on the Lord. You know, in Dillsburg, Pennsylvania, years ago, son, I used to work Dad pastored in Harrisburg. And uh, one of my Sunday school teachers lived in Dillsburg. And on Sunday, he would come in and have these index cards. <clears throat> and you think about it, he had 10 boys. This was not photocopy. Handwritten, he'd give each of us a scripture. 10 cards. And every week he'd say, now next week, you're going to quote this and tell me what it means to you. Hmm. God bless Brother Weinmiller. And the more I studied the Word when I was young, then I found out when I'd go to school, whether it was a coincidence, which I don't believe it was, I found out that, that I would be tested similarly to the Scripture I memorized the week before. Hmm. And that happened many more than one time. And I found out, and I say it this way now, Whatever you preach, you're going to have to deal with it. So whatever you preach, I might preach something last week, but I'll guarantee you the devil will come along and say, let's see if he really believes that word. And so the basis of vision is the study of the word. But what it does, the Bible says in another place, Paul said, we are not ignorant of the devil's devices. Yeah. So as you study the word, that ignorance is replaced with vision. And that vision produces an overcoming uh, lifestyle. So the devil can't trick you, can't take you out. We're not ignorant uh, concerning his devices. Well, Paul goes on to say here, uh, and, and I'm reading now in verse 4, there are diversities or divisions among the gifts, but it's the same spirit. So I was meditating on that, Ted, and I thought about there are nine gifts of the Spirit. And they're divided, really, if you think about it, son, into three categories. Three of the gifts help us to think like God. Three of the gifts help us to act like God. And three of the gifts help us to speak like God. Literally, the gifts of the Spirit transform us into the image of the Lord we become more like Him. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Praise God. Praise God. Praise God. Praise the Lord. To be like Jesus. To be like Jesus. All I ask is to be like Him. Amen. All through life's journey from earth to glory, all I ask is to be like Him. The gifts help us 
to become more Christ-like. Hallelujah. Amen. Well, I remember, son, one day I was sitting there, and I thought about the fact, I, it had to be a revelation from the Spirit, that each of these divisions or diversities could be applied to the three parts of man mm -hmm. from 1 Thessalonians 5, verse 23. And I began to have the understanding, folks, that the three gifts that are for your body are the gift of faith, the gifts of healing, or healings plural, mm -hmm. and the working of miracles. I just sat there and I said, wow, that's powerful. <laughs> you know, some of you probably already knew it, but I mean, I'm thinking, well, glory to God. They're divided up like we're divided up. Three of the gifts are for our body. Well, then I thought, then three must be for our soul, our mind. What are they? Well, that would be the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, and discerning of spirits. Wow, I thought, man, praise God, I'm getting blessed, hallelujah. <laughs> Nobody in the entire world knows this. Well, of course, as you read on, you find out later some people did know it. Then I thought, wow, that leaves three gifts, tongues, interpretation of tongues, the gift of prophecy. And that comes out of your spirit. But what is it? I'll pray in the spirit. Yeah. And they said, I'll pray with understanding. So Paul's prayer in 1 Thessalonians 5.23 is that God would keep you blameless and preserve you and make you whole in your spirit, your soul, and your body. Now the Bible says, Ted, a threefold cord is not easily broken. And for everything that God does, the devil has a counterfeit, a counterfeit. So one day when I was praying, the Lord said, people, they spend more time thinking about their body than they do their soul and their spirit. Mm -hmm. You get one problem and, oh, Lord, I need healing. I got news for you. You already were healed. Read your Bible. It's already done. First Peter chapter 2, the Bible says, by whose stripes you were healed. Someone said, I need healing. I think I saw someone. Bless your heart. No, you don't need healing. You need understanding. You need understanding of the Word of God. Because once you understand it, then your health shall spring forth speedily, the Bible says in Isaiah. So, as I've gotten older, Ted, I've tried to encourage people, receive what's already yours. Yeah. And uh, this dear person, whoever it is, I, I thank you for your prayer request because that leads perfectly into what I want to talk about. The first demon power that you're going to have to deal with, we find this in the Gospel of Luke. Luke's Gospel, if you have your Bible. And it's interesting to me how the devil tries to hinder people. But in Luke's gospel, the 13th chapter, and in particular, the 10th verse, and he was teaching, that's the Lord Jesus, in one of the synagogues on the Sabbath. Now let's stop right there. In dealing with the devil, you must teach the word. 
when Satan came against Jesus in the wilderness, Jesus used the word until the devil left him for a season. You want to get healed in your body? You got to use the word. You got to use the word. Because if the Bible says in 2 Peter, by whose stripes you were healed, if you were healed, that means you are healed. Yes. And if you are healed, then you'll always be healed. Glory to God. Amen. Well, in Luke 13, he's teaching, see. And there was a woman, now notice this, which had a spirit of infirmity. It affected her body. You'll find in all of the people Jesus ministered to, one-third of the people he ministered to in the Scripture had some kind of a spirit that had to be dealt with in their body for them to receive healing, whether it was deafness, whether it was blindness, whether it was a tormenting spirit, that spirit had to be dealt with. Now, this word here, Teddy, spirit of infirmity, the word infirmity means, in the original, sicknesses. Spirit of sicknesses. Spirit of sicknesses. Hmm. Which is why there's gifts of healings, plural, because there's more than one kind of sickness. Right. So no matter what sickness the devil comes up with, God has a gift of healing that deals with these spirits of sicknesses. Or as King James says, it's spirit of infirmity. Spirit of infirmity. Well, the first spirit guaranteed you're going to deal with, I'd like to know how many of you that are watching right now have ever had to deal with something in your body? Just type it in. Say, I have. You had to deal with something physical. I'm going to give you a minute because I... I want to prove a little bit of a point here. If you have to believe God for healing, just type in, I have. I have. Amen. Type in, I have. And I'm going to show you something. So, uh, this, uh, Perez kicks it off. Yes. Uh, many. Leslie Joy and Bonnie Johnson, Kelly Phipps. Now, that's not a poor confession. Because notice they're saying, I have, mm -hmm. which means past tense. Yep. Some people are what I call chronically sick. They never get free. They right. spend years with it. Monica says, I have, Brother Shuttlesworth. Daniel says, I have. Mm -hmm. uh, Jules Zahn, I, I have. See, So, folks, you're not alone. Over the years, I have. But I didn't stay that way. Now, the Lord's kept me by his power. I had a fever one time in February uh, for two days in 1977. And I had to deal with it. God showed me what, why it was there, and I had to deal with it. Then I got injured, as you know. And I had to deal with it. Now, it's not sickness, but it was an injury. There's different anointings for different things. But we would say this woman was dealing with a spirit of sickness. Mm -hmm. The Bible calls it a spirit of infirmity. 18 years. That's chronic. That's a long time. But God is not moved by how long the devil's been working. Right. Because no matter what the devil's been doing, God's been working at it longer than he has. Amen. And I take that from 1 John chapter 3. Verse 8, where the Bible says, For this purpose was the Son of God manifested, 
that he might destroy the works of the devil. The whole purpose of Jesus coming was to deal with the devil and these demonic powers. Brother McCoy's on Kenneth. We love Brother Ken. But I'm just telling you, Jesus knew his purpose. Right. Jesus knew his purpose. Well, oh, isn't that beautiful? Amen. Now, <clears throat> what happened was, in Acts 10, 38, the Bible says the Lord was anointed. But Jesus knew he was anointed. Look at Luke chapter 4, talking about dealing with spirits. In Luke chapter 4, and in particular, the 18th verse, Jesus said, The Spirit, Holy Spirit, the power of God, the Spirit of the Lord is upon me. For we understand it was because he was going to preach something. Mm -hmm. He was going to teach something. Oh, glory to God. Amen. He said, The Spirit of the Lord is upon me because he hath anointed me to preach the gospel to the poor. He hath sent me to heal the brokenhearted, to preach deliverance to the captives, and recovering sight to the blind, to set at liberty them that are marked, bruised. Are you listening to me? I'm telling you right now in the name of the Lord Jesus Christ, that Jesus is anointed to set people free. Amen. He's anointed to heal you. And these spirits, now, Acts 10, 38, then it says how God anointed Jesus. Right. With the Holy Ghost and with power, and how he, the Lord Jesus, went about doing good, healing all those who were oppressed of the devil, yes. for the Lord was with him. Mm -hmm. So Jesus, he said, we see first of all his purpose, for this purpose. But Jesus then, he knew his purpose. How did he know it? He said, the Spirit of the Lord is on me to heal, to set at liberty, to bring recovery. He knew what his purpose was. And that means everyone that was touched in their body by Jesus and by the anointing. It was enough to break the spirits of sicknesses off of them. Or in this case, as I'm going to read to you, the spirit of infirmity. Well, yes. this dear woman, the Bible tells us, was bound. We're in Luke 13. And she couldn't even straighten up. She was crippled over. And when Jesus saw her, the Bible says he called her to him and said unto her, Woman, thou art loosed. The first way you deal with the spirit of infirmity is with your confession. Same way you get saved. Mm -hmm. Thou shalt confess with thy mouth the Lord Jesus Christ yeah. and believe in thine heart. God has raised him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. Yes. Healing comes the same way. It starts with a confession. Amen. By his stripes. Right. By his stripes. By his stripes. By his stripes. Amen. By his stripes. He paid the price is what I'm trying to tell you. And that's why you can go to a doctor, but it doesn't mean you're going to get better. Right. 
You can um, take medications, but it doesn't mean you're going to get better. You can be treated by the best doctors in the nation. Doesn't mean you're going to get better. You can have a fine nurse that stands by your side and works with you, but it doesn't mean you're going to get better. I've had a doctor tell me, he said, Brother Ted, I've had, this was back home, he said, I've had two people that had the same thing, and one the medication worked for, the other it did not. Why is that? I said, I don't know. I'm not a doctor. But I do know this, the anointing works for everyone. Whosoever shall call upon his name shall be saved, shall be delivered. Same thing with healing. Well, someone said, I've prayed and I'm still sick. No, you're not still sick. You were healed 2,000 years ago on the cross of Calvary. What you need to do is begin to confess healing. I had a lady come up to me this week. We were in Miami preaching. My son, oh, what a great service he preached. I hope you put that up on your channel. Yeah, we did. We have it for replay as well. Wow, it was good. But anyhow, <laughs> a proud father. <laughs> uh, what I was going to tell you is, this lady come up to me. She said, Brother Shuttlesworth, I'm having trouble with my eyes. I don't know why God won't heal me. I said, you're not having trouble with your eyes. I'm not. I said, no, you got trouble with your mouth. <laughs> she looked at me. What? I, I was holding an envelope, and I, I tapped her on her head, and I tapped her on her mouth. I said, there's your two problems. You're thinking and you're speaking. <laughs> her eyes got so big. I love the people. I found out later she's a stewardess mom said. I don't know. Okay. So you can fly high, but that doesn't mean you're going to do good. Glory to God. Those devils will <laughs> go with you up high like they are down here on the earth. So what do I do, she said. I said, I'll tell you exactly what to do. Change your thinking. Right. First thing she said is, I have this problem. My doctor said it was, and she said what it was. I said, stop claiming it. Yes. See, quick to believe what the doctor spoke over her, but slow to believe what God has spoken over her. Well, what does that mean? It means you've got, you've got this cracks me up, but it's true. So many people deal with this. You've got to renew your mind with the Word of God. That's right. Think God's thoughts. Speak, not just what you're hoping will happen. We're not, uh, what's that lady there in Boston? She, Mary Eddie Baker. We're, we're not running around denying reality like she taught. The wall's not really there. You walk into it, oh, and that doesn't really hurt what I just did. <laughs> Nothing's real. And so... Uh, these people, what is that following now? I forget. Christian science. Christian science. What you need, folks, is Christian sense, not Christian science. <laughs> Christian sense says, if God said it, he who made the world spoke the worlds into existence, yes. then his word overrules everything. Everything. Oh, glory to God. Amen. And so our confession should be, the scripture. So I said to her, nice woman, I like her, think she's great. I said, sister, the Bible says 
in Proverbs, it is the Lord God that forms the seeing eye and gives the hearing ear. I said, every morning you wake up, first thing out of your mouth, let it be this, God is forming a seeing eye and giving me hearing ears. Seeing eye, hearing ears, come from the Father who made everything. Oh, glory to God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. It is the Lord God that formeth, that formeth, makes your eyes to see, your ears to hear. Say it over yourself. Confess it. And so the first thing in dealing with this first spirit, the spirit of infirmity, is how you talk. Mm -hmm. Jesus said, woman, thou art loosed. <laughs> Ooh, glory to God. Then he laid his hands upon her. Number two, in ministering to people that are sick, you shall lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Mm -hmm. My son wrote a book called Further Faster where he deals with impartation. And he talked about the different reasons why you can lay hands on people. Refresh our memories on that son. Yep, so in the, in the Bible, there are mul there's multiple reasons to lay hands on someone. Number one, if they're sick, the Bible tells us that we lay hands on the sick and they shall recover. Is there any sick among you? Let them call for the elders of the church. So you can lay your hands on people that are sick to be healed. You can lay your hands on people to receive the baptism of the Holy Spirit. Like in Acts chapter 19, Acts chapter 8, we saw they received the baptism of the Holy Ghost. Uh, you can lay hands on people, as Jesus did, to bless them. Jesus called the little children unto him, laid his hands upon them, and he blessed them. And then also, you see people laying hands on those in the scripture to separate them into ministry or ordain them into ministry. So there's multiple reasons that you can lay hands on somebody. But we're specifically talking, but I want you to understand that just the laying on of hands in and of itself is a method whereby healing is released. Yes. The Lord speaks to me right now. There's somebody watching. I don't know where you're at. I think it's a woman. You have been sick with this thing for over 20 years. And I feel as if to say it's related to your heart. And now your circulation's being affected. The Holy Spirit is speaking to you now. Hello, Daryl Pinder in the Bahamas. The Holy Spirit's speaking to you now. Be free, be healed, be made whole. Be healed, be free, be made whole. And that's basically what Jesus said to the woman. Thou art loosed from this infirmity. Well, then he laid his hands on her. That's the second thing. Your confession and then uh, the action of faith, I'll call it. Mm -hmm. Laying on the hands transfers the anointing. And then the Bible says when he did that, immediately she was made straight and glorified God. My dad, your grandfather used to say, if Jesus could get his hands on you, he'd straighten a lot of folks up. Amen. <laughs> That's right. Now, I want to <laughs> keep that thought, dealing with spirit of infirmity, 
Go over to Ephesians chapter 6, ladies and gentlemen. And let's look at this a minute. In Ephesians chapter 6, the Bible says in the 10th verse of the 6th chapter, Finally, my brethren, be strong in the Lord and in the power of His might. Put on the whole armor of God that you may be able to, what? Stand. Boom! Resist. Stand against what? The schemes of the devil. Stratagems is one translation. The wiles of the devil. And one of his tricks is to use infirmity to weaken you. Yes. The spirit of infirmity. Well then, Paul goes on to say, a little bit of a revelation you and I need, folks. In Ephesians 6, he goes on to say, And I don't know how much of this I want to get into, but just look at the 12th verse. We wrestle not against flesh and blood. Mm -hmm. Recognize, understand, get the revelation. The battle is not just natural. Right. It's spiritual. Sickness is a spirit of infirmity. Spiritual. Well, someone said, I got a tumor in my body. Yeah, but what's giving life to that tumor? I had a doctor tell me one time, we were talking about a particular woman, and he said it's almost as if that tumor has its own life. Mm -hmm. Well, I believe that. I believe that. Satan looks to inhabit and to have a body to inhabit, live in, even in tumors, viruses. These are all spirits that are at work. Spirits that are at work. Well... He gives us four levels of these spirits and their activity. Look at it. We wrestle not against flesh and blood, but against, number one, principalities, powers, rulers of the darkness of this world, spiritual wickedness in high places. Moffat's translation says wicked spirits. There are four levels or classifications of demonic powers in your Bible in Ephesians 6. Interestingly enough, there are four demonstrations of each of the nine gifts of the Spirit. For example, we're talking about the spirit of infirmity. Matthew chapter 8 is the healing chapter of the New Testament. There were four areas there in the gifts of healing, to deal with the spirit of infirmity. First person was a leper. That was a disease of the flesh. Second was the centurion whose servant had palsy. That's a disease in the nervous system. The third person was Peter's wife's mother. She had a fever. That's a disease in the bloodstream. And then lastly, the city gathered together at the door, and he cast out the spirits and healed the people with his word. And so the fourth area is actual spirits. Actual spirits. Mm -hmm. So, for all four levels that Satan thinks he's got you, God just takes one gift, the gifts of healing in particular, and he's got four manifestations to demonstrate his power over one spirit. Over one spirit. Yes. The spirit of infirmity. Let's move on. The second spirit you will deal with 
is the spirit of fear. The spirit of fear. Now, here's some things we know. God's not given us the spirit of fear. Right. So if he didn't give it to us, then I'll guarantee you this. How do I want to say this? Because, you know, we love everybody. But I can tell sometimes by comments, people, you don't have a clue to what you're talking about. A spirit can come for no reason, number one. Doesn't have to be linked to anything. Now, it could be, but it doesn't have to be. And this is where I think the church misses it. They come under an attack and they begin to say, what did I do wrong? Maybe you didn't do one thing wrong. Did you ever think of that? Someone said, I never had so much problem with the devil until I got saved. Of course you didn't. Before you were saved, you already belonged to him. He was your father. He's the father of darkness. Right. But once you get saved, then all hell breaks loose. That's typical. And these spirits come, again, ultimately, to destroy you in your spirit so that you'll not make heaven your home. Are you, are you hearing me? So don't blame yourself, I guess is what I'm saying, right. son. People play the blame game. Oh, I don't know why this happened to me. I don't know what I did to open the door. You probably didn't do anything. And the door's still shut. It's the devil knocking. That good old gospel song, I hear you knocking, but you can't come in. Hallelujah. And the devil will test you to see where your weakness is. Mm. And the mind is really a battlefield. Right. <laughs> you know I like to have fun, but <laughs> years ago, I was on a radio station in Indianapolis, WNTS, and there was a young lady, she come there in a red van, unloaded her stuff, and she had a program on, she was holding a, a, a meeting in a little uh, hotel room, her name was Joyce Meyer, mm -hmm. and I was actually preaching a message on the radio, every time you go to a new level, there's a new devil. And uh, I'm not saying she got it for me, but she came out with a book <clears throat> on the battlefield of the mind and one of the chapters went, <laughs> New Level, New Devil. So this is not original with me. And what God shows me, he shows others. But I remember Jim, the, the general manager there at WNTS, he said to me, and by the way, that's where David Letterman, he, he did the weather when he was a kid. Oh, wow. Oh, yeah, yeah. It's Beach Grove, Indiana, right out of Indianapolis. But what I'm trying to say is all these personalities come. Now, how can a Dave Letterman, who I like, by the way, I pray for him, and he was in the Methodist church, was a youth man, you know, ran the youth thing and everything, and goes to Hollywood. How can he come in there? And then you have other people come in, and they get the anointing, and one doesn't. Why is that? I personally believe it's just the way things work. It's the way things work. One man, David, he was teaching youth group there in that church. He was doing all that he knew to do. See? Went to Ball State University up there in Muncie. Uh, you know, worked over at the wagon wheel as, you know, buff, uh, you know, taking care of tables, busting those tables, picking up plates. But then he had something in him, see? 
But that thing that was in him took him a different direction than his early training in the Methodist church. Something attacked his mind. Mm -hmm. Joyce Meyer, she was like a uh, dispatcher at a truck stop or a trucking company. Later worked at a friend of ours church as the receptionist, but she started out, but the transformation. And that little studio became a transition point for eternity. One goes further in God, and now everybody would know her name. You know, David, everybody knows his name. But not everybody goes the same way. Why is that? It has to do with the mind. And I honestly believe that fear is a hindrance to obeying the mind of the Lord. Now let me explain that. The second spirit you will deal with is the spirit of fear. The Bible tells us God has not given us the spirit of fear. When you're in fear, every decision you make has the touch of Satan on it. Right. Never make any decision based on fear. Well, look at what the economy's doing. I don't know. Maybe I should do this. Don't do anything. Just wait upon the Lord. Because thou, O God, will keep us in perfect peace. Yes. Whose mind is stayed upon him. Amen. Oh, glory to God. In a time that some people would pull back because of fear, God says, to him that withholdeth, it tendeth to poverty, but he that scattereth, it brings increase. In the time of a famine, Isaac sowed in that land. And the Bible says, glory to God, he reaped a hundredfold. That's right. I'm talking to somebody now. Don't let fear become your decision maker. And I've found that the spirit of fear comes against your mind or your soul. Just like infirmity, sickness comes against your body. The second part of man, you're a spirit, you have a soul, you live in a body. The soul or the mind is targeted by fear. The Bible says in Hebrews, men who through their whole lifetime were in bondage, subject to bondage, because of what, son? Fear of death. Mm -hmm. Fear of death. I got news for you. You die every day. Every seven years, you have all brand new body cells. The body repletes and changes itself. Don't get in fear. Now, the Bible says, fear hath torment. Now, if the Bible says, God's not given us the spirit, you look it up. Same word as spirit of infirmity, same word for spirit. If God's not given us the spirit of fear, then we can conclude immediately, fear is a spirit. And it is a tormenting spirit. Fear is a spirit. It is a tormenting spirit. Yes. And when people suffer mental breakdowns, battle with fear, they die prematurely. I'm thinking of a preacher friend of mine. I went to Bible school with him. He married a lovely person. She was from Canada. They were wonderful. They traveled. They sang. They preached. They took churches. I don't know how it happened. I've never asked because I don't, I don't like to uh, 
Hey, it's our Catholic brother, Christopher McNeil. Glory to God. Hallelujah. Do you know Chris? <laughs> One of the greatest Hammond organ players you'll ever hear. Keyboarders, I should say. Yeah. And he's been set into ministry now. I, I don't know what you are now, brother Chris, but whatever you are, you're pretty good. We love you. But here's the thing. She got into fear. This is sad to me. Very sad. Got into fear. It began to torment her. Began to break her health down. And she died younger than me or your mother. A young woman. Oh, you filthy, lying devil. We hate you because of your foul blast of hell that you bring against these wonderful people. Wonderful people. Kay Jackson's on. Her and her husband, Murray, we're helping them right now to build a church in Uganda. I've sent money January, February. Got another check coming in March. But... In the natural, it doesn't make sense to build a house of God with all that's going on. It doesn't make sense if you're in fear. But if you're in faith, all things are possible. Amen. Glory to God. All things are possible. <clears throat> I personally believe, Doug, 100% of disease have a spiritual problem. All sickness came from Satan. Satan is a spirit. He's an evil spirit. God anointed Jesus with the Holy Spirit to deal with all the oppression of the devil. That was the purpose of his coming. So we could say scripturally, 100% of all sickness and disease comes from evil spirits. Now, fear is a spirit. Fear is a spirit. You've got some wonderful people on here. got good minds. They're thinking. <laughs> oh, hallelujah. But folks, think about this now. Fear will attack your mind. But there are three gifts for the mind. All hail Putin. What in the world does that mean? <laughs> oh, praise God. Steve Anderson. I think I know who that is. Glory to God. But listen, listen, folks. <laughs> Some of you make me laugh because you have such a pleasant nature. God bless you. Now, think of this. <laughs> All hell Putin had nothing to do with what we're talking about, but God bless you. Amen. <laughs> I don't know how you do this every day. God bless my son. But some people, they're just, they're just funny. Amen. Or nuts. <laughs> Excuse me. So listen. <laughs> Oh, glory to God. The devil is a liar. He uses these things. And the gifts that help your mind are by the Spirit. Remember, three divisions among the gifts. You are a spirit, soul, body. Three divisions of who you are. You are the house of the Holy Spirit, the temple of the Holy Spirit. And the gifts of the Spirit are a manifestation, demonstration of that same Holy Spirit. But they manifest... The three gifts that manifest for your soul or your mind are the word of knowledge, the word of wisdom, discerning of spirits. Three gifts for the mind. Again, four classifications, son, of um, evil spirits, Ephesians 6. Let's take discerning of spirits. There are four manifestations 
<laughs> the victory tribe's on, yes. <laughs> uh, this is what's funny. Uh, the Spirit of the Holy Spirit of God. I love this. He has three gifts for your mind to deal with the spirit of fear. And for example, discerning of spirits, which is one of those gifts, has four manifestations, talking about four classifications of demons in the uh, realm <laughs> of evil. Well, discerning of spirits. John's Gospel, the first chapter, the first manifestation, and they knew it was Christ. They saw Him. The word saw, there means <laughs> that uh, they discerned who Jesus was. Right. So the first part of discerning of spirits is the area of understanding the nature, the similitude of Christ. Right. Secondly, they bring a man to Jesus, and the man... His name's Nathaniel. And Jesus looks at him, son, and he goes, here's a man. This would be a good place to switch cameras. Here's a man. <laughs> I've been doing TV too long. Here's a man. <laughs> this is my son, Teddy. It could be said of Ted, too. Here's a man, Jesus said. There's no guile. There's no trickster in him. There's no street smarts in that sense of trying to deceive and work. No guile. And Nathaniel, how do you know me? I saw you when you were under a tree. Jesus discerned the spirit of a man. Yeah. Discerning spirits, it deals with the human spirit, the human condition. The disciples said, man, Lord, this is something, oh, glory to God. <laughs> And <laughs> Jesus said, you think that's something? The day's going to come when heaven will open up. You'll see angels ascending and descending. And descending. Mm -hmm. Now, the only angels that we understand that descend, if in, the, in the sense, Brother McNeil, of uh, being fallen would be demon spirits. Right. So discerning of spirits deals with four levels. The spirit of Christ, the spirit of man, the spirit of angels, and the spirit of demons. And so, <laughs> we understand, we believe, that there is a manifestation for your mind. And if we're talking about the area of fear... This is very important right now. I feel the anointing on it. God wants you to have peace in your mind, friend. I don't, I don't know what you may be going... Somebody... You know, sometimes people tune in and they'll call or write the office later or try to get a hold of me. And they'll say, Brother Shuttlesworth, I was contemplating suicide. Right. That happened in the Miami meeting the other night. Remember the little girl? Mm -hmm. I stopped. Very rarely do people come into the meetings that are battling the spirit of suicide, that I don't sense it. I don't, thank you, Lord, for that gift, that he lets me feel it. And I waited. And out of hundreds of people, one young girl came. And when she stood in front of me, I said to her, you hear voices. 
She said, I do. And they tell me I'm no good. Kill myself. Well, that's the devil talking. Right. I said, that's the devil talking. <clears throat> and if you were standing with me, I can still see her face. She had long hair, glasses, a young African-American girl, beautiful, probably a teenager. She didn't look too old, but she was hearing voices. And the voices were telling her, you're no good. Oh, and she said, and nobody likes me. Kill yourself. Oh, Jesus. Jesus loved her that night. And I put my hands on her and I said, do you feel that moving in your stomach? Your spirit, Nancy. I could feel the spirit coming out, loosening her. Not a lot of screaming, shouting, vomiting. You know, people think, you know, you got to do all that more. <laughs> Demons always come out in the vomit. Yeah, and they, they land in little paper bags and it, it's a wonderful thing. <laughs> hey, Kevin. Hey, Kevin Palmer, my buddy. So anyhow, the spirit came out of her. You could see her little, beautiful, black face begin to radiate the glory of God. Hallelujah. Amen. God is for you. God is never against you. And he's always going to help you Sorry. if you call on him. Amen. Hallelujah. Praise God. The third spirit that we need to take a look at is the spirit of Antichrist. How are we doing on time, son? I haven't even looked. It's 11.32. Oh, good. <laughs> I got 29 minutes in me. Praise yeah. the Lord. <laughs> but, son, uh, I would say right now, the greatest manifestation that we're seeing in the world is the operation of the spirit of Antichrist. Do yeah. you agree with that? No question about it. What are some of the ways that you see the spirit of Antichrist operating besides a mask? Yeah, I think... Um, you know, we, we talk about what's going to happen through Bible prophecy, knowing that uh, what is prophesied, a one-world government, one-world monetary system, one-world religion, and you see that the, the main manifestations of an Antichrist spirit, the spirit of control, manipulation, and you see all these things lining up right, right now in the world. Uh, Canada just put out a, a video announcing that they want to have digital IDs that are linked to everything you have. So your driver's license, passport, your medical information. And they said our banking system in Canada is, this was the phrase they used, perfectly situated to make this happen right now. So everything being linked together. Yeah, part it's, of the control, it's uh, the cashless thing. Right. Now I tell people, if you'll listen to me, I can tell you easily how you undo it. Start using cash and quit using credit cards and debit cards and stop all that ordering online. <laughs> the problem we have, as you know, is that there's not enough cash available for everybody. Like if everyone went to pull their cash out, there's not cash available. What is there, 20% of the cash available for people's Here's what money. they did. It's called a fiat system. For every dollar that is printed, they have taken that same dollar and loaned it out 20 times, so to speak. So, <clears throat> if 
you were to collect all the money, uh, then you only have, um, let's see, one out of 20, you have less than 10% of the five, money 5%. printed. But mm -hmm. what they did in the United States, they printed six trillion more dollars. They call it the money supply, M1, M2, M3. There's too much cash in our system right now, which drives up inflation. For you that have studied this, gas was already increasing over a year and a half ago. If you look at the charts, it was already starting to go up. Started down around $40 a barrel, I think today it's $98, maybe it's 111 I don't know. It goes back and forth. This is all manipulation in a fiat system, which means there's nothing to back it. There's nothing to back it. Right. It's just paper. So what a dollar today would buy, you couldn't even, uh, you couldn't, uh, if I had a dollar from 1930 before Franklin Roosevelt messed around with the banking system, I could buy with $1 what I could buy now with $100. Right. The sure. devaluation of currency. Now, when the Bible speaks of the spirit of Antichrist, Jesus had a thought, which was uh, the area of render unto Caesar those things which are Caesar's, talking primarily about tax. But he also showed there's supernatural money to be had. Peter, go fishing. When you catch the first fish, and Peter caught a lot of fish in his life, mm -hmm. he said, open his mouth, you'll find a piece of money. And with that piece of money, pay my tax, take care of yours, and whatever remains. Mm -hmm. So when God provides for you, it's going to be supernatural because the spirit of Antichrist is anti-Christ, right. anti-blessing, <laughs> yep. anti-prosperity. So Victory Tribe, especially, get this, you need to increase your giving and you need to sow as much as you can in the days ahead. That's right. Why? Because the law of Christ which the Antichrist doesn't like, or the spirit of the Antichrist, the law of Christ is, whatsoever a man soweth, he's going to reap. If you sow money, you'll reap money. Jesus said, given, it shall be given unto you. Pressed down, shaken together, running over, shall God cause men to give into your bosom. Which is why I just said, whatever you have, start sowing it. You can sow by credit card, sure, but you've got to pay it off. You can sow by debit card, yeah, but you've got to pay it off. You can sow by cash, yeah. And God will give you more. But it's the seed. You're putting the seed in a time of famine. I think I talked about that earlier. Right. The spirit of Antichrist says, don't give. The spirit of Antichrist says, hold on to it. The spirit of Antichrist says, we're going down with the ship. Oh, we're not going to make it. But the spirit of God says, I will supply all your needs according to my riches in glory by Christ Jesus. Everything you need is in Christ. Everything that wants to steal from you is in the spirit of Antichrist. Right. So as my son said, this first thing that he mentioned, it's a global 
worldwide system, a worldwide system to control people through their money. Now, we already saw what Canada did when the truckers protested about the violation of their rights and the breaking of the parliamentary law of Canada, they cut their bank accounts off. Yeah. What they'll do, if, if, if you don't agree with everything they're doing, they'll just cut your money off. Yep. Which is why we do not need this global system now. We do not need. Now, what people forget, the royal family of Great Britain, the Queen, the House of Windsor, they're actually the rulers of the Dominion of Canada. It's not Trudeau. It's the Queen. She is considered the Commander-in-Chief of the Canadian Armed Forces. She is also the Head of Parliament in Canada. And she appoints a Lieutenant Governor in every province of the nation of Canada. And her son, what's his name, Prince Charles? I'm not sure. I barely know how America runs. Well, <laughs> let, stick with your father. I'll help you. Prince Charles made an agreement with Klaus Schwab, the head of the World Economic Forum. And he's pushing for this globalization of digital money, Prince Charles. So behind, you know, everybody gets ticked off at Trudeau or Putin and all that. These are all actors working within a system of the Antichrist. The real bad actor is Satan himself. There's too many layers of this for it to be a man. This is a cosmic intelligence, Satan himself, trying to force the end of time. But I'm telling you, folks, the devil is not going to write the last chapter in your history or the church's history. Amen. The spirit of Antichrist is under our feet. Yes. And as long as the church is here, we have power over this spirit. That's right. Power over the spirit of Antichrist. If I knew, you know, you that are mid-tribbers and post-tribbers and, and post-chip, mid-chip, whatever potato chip, I believe, you know, that uh, Satan, the Antichrist, will come and then we'll be here. And, uh, no, no, no. You see, if we were here, then all I'd have to do is get on a plane, fly wherever the Antichrist is, and cast the devil out of him. Because you can still cast the devil out. The church. The church anointed by the Spirit, is the, is the hindrance. Right. He that hinders. The Antichrist cannot come. The Antichrist cannot set up until the church is removed. And so the next big event for the church, ta-da-da, we're out of here. We're going to be with Jesus. Glory to God, glory to God, glory to God. Amen. So as long as we're here, we're to resist the devil. We're to resist the spirit of the Antichrist. Yes. Like, what, you know, I knew two years ago. Now you're found, finding out from John Hopkins and CDC that they all made mistakes. They say mistakes. It wasn't a mistake. It was all a setup. But I wouldn't wear a mask if you paid me. Who thought the day would come, son, you'd wear a mask into a bank and get a withdrawal? Amen. <laughs> or and not be shot. <laughs> and people forget, you know, the main context of that scripture we quote all the time. First John chapter four and verse four yeah. is really about the spirit of Antichrist and spirits of Antichrist. First John four four, the More Bible than says just a person, right? Right. It is the spirit of Antichrist that's at work in the world. That's why the Bible said, "Greater is He that is in us 
than he that's in the world. But if you read the whole, the three verses before it, it's talking about the spirit and spirits of Antichrist. And it's true, you know, the spirit that's in you is greater than sickness, greater than disease, greater than poverty, greater than depression, greater than anxiety. But there, specifically, it's talking about the spirit of Antichrist that's already gone out into the world. The spirit in you is greater than the spirit of Antichrist that's already at work in the world. And that resurrection power, that's what it's referencing. The resurrection power of Christ that's on the inside of your body, the same spirit that raised Christ up from the dead dwells in you. It's not only quickening your mortal body, that you stand on a daily basis in authority and dominion over the spirit of Antichrist. That's why churches should have banded together, never shut down. No. Because we cannot be stopped by the spirit of Antichrist. And that's the desire. If you look at what's going on, part of that manipulation, part of that control, the devil hates the body of Christ, the church of God, and does not want the functionality. People wonder, I wonder why uh, crime ramped up. Why was there rioting in the streets? Why was suicide at an all-time high? When you take the light of the world and suppress it, when you try to suppress the salt of the earth, what do you think is going to happen? And another thing too, Ted, that we need to remember Jesus declared, no man knows the hour, the day when I'm going to come back. It's reserved to the Father, which means even Satan doesn't know when Jesus right. is coming. So, he's had to have Antichrist ready in every age because he doesn't know. I can show you from old books that they had numbering systems and everything clear back in the days of Rome. And on the Daenerys, on, on the money, 666. Several thousand years ago, Saint did, the church lived as if Jesus would come at any minute. And so, the devil doesn't know when Jesus is coming back, but he's had to have Antichrist ready. Um, in every age. To be ready. Spirit of Antichrist, the Lord's speaking to me something. Let, let me get this. Transferred authority. When I was in Atlanta some years ago, I was standing on the platform. Hello, Sandy Lewis Howe. <laughs> That's what my dad taught. You know, David Lewis, you didn't know him, but he was a great Bible prophecy teacher. That's one of his daughters, hmm. uh, our friend. But let me just say this. When the Spirit of the Lord is moving, like he's moving right now for you, the Victory Tribe, and our friends, you that are... Uh, uh, tuning in right now. There's a purpose going on. And I was in Atlanta, son, and I, I, I can't say it was an audible voice, but I heard the Lord say to me, He said, All power is given unto me. It's a scripture. And He said, And I didn't give or leave the devil even an inch. And I stood on a platform like just now. I didn't, you didn't leave him nothing. No, all power is given unto me. Then, in the Bible, Jesus said in Luke 19, 19, be, or excuse me, Luke 10, 19, Behold, I give you power over all the power of the enemy. So every one of these spirits that we're talking about, you as a believer have power over mm -hmm. 
you as a believer have power over. And the misdirection of the spirit of Antichrist is to glorify what Satan wants to do, but the anointing and the power that God has given you, what it does, it magnifies Jesus and puts the devil under your feet. It magnifies Jesus yes. and puts the devil under your feet. Amen. I had a transaction I was supposed to do today, but I wanted to be here. So I called a friend of mine, Brother Martin Santiago, precious brother. I said, Martin, I left that material with my wife. If you'll go by and get it, you can go on my behalf and take care of that uh, contractual agreement. And I'll hook up with you later and we'll finalize everything. So while I'm here talking to you precious folks, you wonderful people, with my son who I love, I'm sitting here enjoying myself. I'm seated. I've done all I'm going to do. I'm seated now talking to you. But while I'm seated, my friend Brother Martin's out there under the delegation of authority that I gave him, taking care of something that I want taken care of. That's how it is with Jesus. Mm -hmm. Hallelujah. Amen. Ephesians chapter 1 verse 3. We're seated with Christ in heavenly places. That's it. Hallelujah. Amen. We rule and reign with the blessed Lamb of God. And while he's seated, you and I are here taking care of business. Glory to God. Amen. There is no devil that can stop the child of God who is anointed by the Holy Ghost. There's nothing in your life that the devil could ever bring. I don't care if it's three demon spirits or every devil in hell and on the earth come against you. You, with the anointing of Jesus Christ, are more than enough to deal with these spirits. Amen. Spirits that come against your mind. Like the spirit of fear. Spirits that come against your body. Like the spirits of infirmity. The, 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 the spirit of Antichrist. That's at work. But we're still the restrainer. We're still the hindrance. Because we're filled with the Holy Ghost. Yes. You know what I would tell people? Get filled with the Holy Ghost. Speak in tongues every day. If you do it, you'll never backslide. Pray until you begin to pray in tongues. If you've never been baptized in the Spirit, receive ye the Holy Ghost right now. Receive the Holy Ghost. Hallelujah. Receive the Holy Ghost. Yes. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. There is a faith that works, and it's working now by love. Love people. Love the lost. Love the least. Love those that need him. Get filled with the Holy Ghost. And no demon in hell or out of hell is going to take you up. Victory tribe. There's a reason why we call you the victory tribe. It's because you're victorious. That's right. Whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. This is that victory even. Let me just change one word. Your faith. Amen. The Bible says our faith, mine, yours. Even your faith. Even your faith. 
no matter where you're watching this right now, the anointing is falling Praise and God. coming to you. It's coming in pleasant places. Hallelujah. Porika, Sharanda, Ribidi, and the Rabosika. Hallelujah. Glory, 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 glory. And so we start out by saying, Ted, God doesn't want us to be ignorant. That's right. Renew your mind, confess the word, and then put an action to your faith. The three things that you must do to deal with these three spirits, and there's probably more, but as you go through the scripture, you find in the 30-some cases that Jesus dealt with that's in the synoptic gospels that one-third of them were spirits that caused the problem, the disease. You'll find in your Bible that God doesn't want you to have fear. Every time he spoke, Isaiah many times would say, fear not, fear not, fear not, fear not. Fear not. That was the greeting from heaven. Fear not. Yeah. Hallelujah. If heaven's going to talk to you, then you don't have to be afraid. If heaven's going to speak to you, Constance, hallelujah, you don't have to be afraid. I assume, Constance, you must have been a Catholic, but everybody is somebody to Jesus' son. Amen. And um, I just feel right now the Spirit of the Lord is kind of wrapping all this up. We started out by saying we don't want to be ignorant. We're starting to come to a little conclusion here that says, and not be afraid. You should type it in, like that lady just did, Rose. Hashtag fear not. Victory Tribe, you're very important to the work of God. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Amen. Fear not. Fear not. And Ted, in the days ahead, I feel to prophesy. The Spirit of the Lord is on me to say this. Glory. In the days ahead, do you know what I feel? I haven't even watched the news. I feel that the problem in the Ukraine, just like that, will go away. Wow. I just feel in my spirit right now, God has put a hand to stop all of that right now. Thank you, Lord. I, I, you know, everybody's talking about, what about World War III? Hey, there are four battles left in your Bible that are going to take place. That's why we say fear not. Hey, Ted Melton's on. Hello, Brother Ted. We love him and his wife. What's his wife's name again? Ashley. <laughs> I was kidding her in Atlanta. I said, I didn't recognize you. <laughs> But I prophesy to you, God is working in our world. I actually believe this is going to be the best year we've ever seen for the church. Yes. I really believe that. I really. And then the second thing the Lord says to me, there is a plan, declares the Lord, to shut down the food supplies to the people, to bring them under control. But I am the Lord God that had ravens bring food to the prophet. I am the Lord God that had water for my own son at the well and used a sinner, a woman who knew not the things of God, Karika Boroshaha, to provide refreshing to the Son of God. I am the Lord God that rained manna down out of heaven 
And every day, millions of my children supernaturally ate from the bakeries of heaven. Yes. I am the Lord God. Glory. Hey. <laughs> that caused water to come out of a flinty rock. Yes. So that my people were always refreshed and restored. I am that same God right now. Come on. Therefore, I'm stretching forth my hand. Yes. And I'm causing things to be changed for the good of the people of the nations that serve me. Yes. <clears throat> the nations are blessed because of the church, declares the Lord. The nations are protected because of the child of God that lives in those nations. Did I not talk to uh, Abraham concerning how I would spare and work and bless? And he spoke with me, Lord, let it be so. And he said, even if there's 10 righteous do this, Lord, I listened to my servant and I spared his family. Even then, as I listen to him for his family, for Lot, I'm hearing your prayers, declares the Lord, for you and for your family and for those that you love. Therefore, the glory of the Lord shall flood this earth as the water covers the sea. What is about to happen next, declares the Lord, is an outpouring of my spirit that is unprecedented. For I tell you, it has already started, and the enemy is trying to sidetrack what I am doing by causing people to get their eyes on problems, on trouble. But I, the Lord God, declare to my children, keep your eyes on me. I'm the author. I'm the finisher of your faith. I am the author. I am the finisher of your faith. Therefore, as you look unto me, you will find deliverance in your bodies. You'll find healing in your home. You'll find money in your bank accounts. You'll find blessing everywhere around you. There shall be a great wheat crop in the United States, and by fall, it will be sold cheaper than ever. Why? Because there will be an abundance, and the government shall not interfere with the production that I'm bringing, for the blessing is coming on the nation, not because of leadership, and it never did. It comes upon the fact that the righteous, when they are in charge, then the nation flourishes. The righteous are not necessarily politicians, declares the Lord. For some of you have made the mistake of saying, this president was righteous, this was not righteous. I was talking about the church. I was talking about my children. You who are righteous, when you rise up in the nation, the nation shall be blessed. And because of the outpouring of my spirit that is coming on the United States of America and Canada, the church is rising up. The people are rising up. And there shall be a flourishing, a prosperity. Come upon Canada. Come upon the United States. Come upon Nigeria. Come upon South Africa. Come upon the nations of the world. You shall see it. And everyone will be amazed and declare, how is this? We thought we were going this way. But what they did not factor in was that I'm going this way. And he that is for me can't be against me. 
If you're for me, you shall be blessed. Yes. If you're for me, you shall prosper. If you're for me, you shall walk in health. If you're for me, you shall live righteously. If you're for me, declares the Lord, you shall receive promotion. Yes. From the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. Hallelujah. The battle is not your battle. Come on. It is the Lord's. The battle is not your battle. And even in the three nations that came against Israel in that day that Jehoshaphat prayed. Yes. These three spirits are already dealt with. These three spirits... But I sent out Judah first Amen. to praise me. That's it. Let the first thing you do today and every day be praise God. Praise me. Praise me. Praise me, declares the Lord. Praise me. Talk about how good I am. Worship me and I will release unto you a blessing. That the world can never have. Yes. And the world will never know. But for the righteous who are in charge. Katika, Boroso, Mande, De, De, He. There shall come a flourishing. Yes. And even though the devil would have you to believe opposite. Because of the outpouring of revival that is already here. The righteous are flourishing. Yes. And the nations in Jesus are flourishing. <laughs> Did you think that I would let the devil have the last word? Did you think that I would let the devil have the last shot? Oh, no. Oh, no. Uh, no, no, no. Uh, my plan is to bless. My plan is to prosper. My plan is to do good and do you no harm. Praise God. I know those plans, for I have created them. I have made them, and they're for you. Put your name in there. I am the blessed of God. That's it. I am prospering. I am walking in health. I am full of the Holy Ghost. I have victory. I am what God says I am. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Lift your hands all over the world wherever you're watching this and begin to declare it. I am what God says I am. Yes. I am what God says I am. Hallelujah. Jesus. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 The food supply will be great, declares the Lord. Hallelujah. Amen. I shall not be. I shall not be moved. <laughs> I shall not be. I shall not be moved. Just like a tree planted by the water. Oh, Lord, I shall not be moved. <laughs> Jesus is my Savior. I shall not be moved. I said, Jesus is my Savior. Yes. I shall not be moved. Well, like a tree. <laughs> Glory to Thank God, I feel it. Planted by the water. Thank you, Jesus. Woo! Glory to God. Hallelujah. <laughs> Amen. I shall not be moved. <laughs> Lift your hands right where you're at unless Thank you're you driving. Lord. Glory to God. There is an impartation of great prosperity and flourishing. Thank you, Lord. Breakthrough and turnaround 
breakthrough. Turn around. Hallelujah. Thank you, Lord. Hallelujah. 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 Type in there, the Victory Tribe is blessed. Amen. Type that in. The Victory Tribe blessed. is blessed. The Victory Tribe is blessed. That's Glory right. to God. The Victory Tribe is blessed. Hallelujah. 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 Thank you, Jesus. I said hallelujah. Hallelujah. The Victory Tribe is blessed. Blessed. Glory, 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 glory. It's easier just to write in blessed than put blessed. Hallelujah. We are blessed. Hallelujah. The Victory Tribe is blessed. Thank you, Blessed, Lord. blessed, 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 yeah. blessed. Now, the Lord tells me to tell you this. I never know what I'm going to say. I, I honestly don't. Every one of you that are watching right now, I'm going to tell you, hello, Mike Childs. We are blessed. Every one of you that are watching right now, I want you to give God an offering of faith. I don't know what that is for you. If you give what you think you can give, there's no faith in it. You know you could do it. But I feel the Holy Spirit says we need to give him an offering of faith. And you don't know this, but your mother has, well, maybe you do. She may have told you. We have a check we're giving you today. Thank you. And it's not peanuts either. Amen. <laughs> but I believe in this ministry. My son's on television now as... There's sort of an exchanging of the baton. I'm taking everything from him that I can get. Praise <laughs> God. But an offering of faith. I want you to pray. Father, right now, speak to everyone watching this. What an offering of faith would be for them. What it would be. Now, an offering of faith is when you give God something you don't think in the natural you can afford to give him. But right now, there's an anointing on your money. Right now, there's an anointing for blessing. And I want to challenge you. I want to challenge you to give an offering of faith today. For you, whatever that is. You say, well, I could give 50, but I couldn't give 100. But see, the 100 is the faith part. Now, if God blesses faith, and he does, then an offering of faith unlocks a greater blessing. And you that are a part of this wonderful ministry, I feel right now, son, that the Lord, as we concluded dealing with the spirit of Antichrist, the third area, since, as my son said, is a global system, Giving undoes it. Because once you give, it guarantees there's going to be a harvest. No matter what the devil's got planned for the future, your giving today is going into your future and guaranteeing you're going to have a harvest financially. Amen. So I want to encourage you. I don't know. My son will tell you how to do it. I don't know. <clears throat> but I want you, if you would, listen to the Holy Spirit and then give God an offering of faith. Amen, Amen, son. Amen. You can see the information there on the screen. If you'd like to sow a seed, miracleword.com is the website. 
And then all of the digital platforms are there as well. If you'd like to use Cash App, Venmo, PayPal, uh, Zelle, <clears throat> you can use cryptocurrency even to sow a seed. Uh, but all of those avenues are found at MiracleWord.com. And for those of you that are partnering with us in the month of March, we want to send you uh, Brother Hagen's book, I Believe in Visions, which we got this in Bible school. It's a faith-building book. It'll open your eyes. Those that are standing with us at $85 or more in the month of March. And then, of course, for those of you that are sewing $250 or more, we're including The Miracle of the Scarlet Thread by Dr. Richard Booker. Also a very revelatory book, How the Message of Redemption is spread through the Bible from Genesis to Revelation. And for those that are sewing $1,000 or more, we're going to include with that the Net Study Bible, 60,000 translators' notes uh, that will really, really help you in your Bible study, be a blessing to you. Again, for those of you that are sewing, um, if you'd like to receive any of these offers, go to miracleword.com forward slash offer, fill out the form, and uh, you'll be able to uh, let us know where to send those. Megan says, where can I see your dad preach live? You can always go to tedshuttlesworth.com and the full schedule is there on his website. You can see where he's going to be, uh, the church name, the address, you know, what the dates are. It's all there live confirmed uh, on the website as well. Rachel's asking, where can we sign up for the Bible study? So for those of you that are on, you don't know, we're getting ready to launch Bible study made simple, which is going to open up. In, on March the 28th, and uh, it will be open for registration until April the 10th. If you want to see all of the information about this upcoming program, go to bible.miracleword.com. bible.miracleword.com. You'll be able to see all of the information about what you're going to receive, uh, what it's going to be like, what it's going to be about. And then once enrollment opens on Monday, March 28th, I want to encourage you to jump in it's going to be amazing. It's an ongoing Bible study that we want you to be a part of. We're going to teach you how to properly study the scripture. And then we're going to go, after we've learned the principles of Bible study, we're, I'm going to lead you through different types of Bible studies. It's going to be awesome. Very much looking forward to it. If you missed any of the revival services from this week, you can go back and watch Miracles in Miami, where my father was ministering, on YouTube uh, and Facebook at Trinity Church in Miami, Pastors Rich and Robin Wilkerson. Powerful week. I shared the testimony of the woman who had the uh, cancerous breast tumor instantly healed. Yeah. The tumor disappeared. She ran around the church screaming and shouting. God healed her immediately. And then Powerful. our uh, camp meeting in April in That's West right. Virginia, you're more than welcome to come. We'd love to have you. And then our first tent crusade in Johnson City, Tennessee, Yep. where Teddy and I will come with the whole crew whole crusade team and I'm looking forward to this year again it'll be the best year yep for the church that we've ever seen absolutely amen if you um, uh, you can do either one Joel and Carrie um, if you want all that information about how to be a part of those meetings go to tedshuttlesworth.com the West Virginia camp meeting which is in the month of April. Speaker schedule has already been released a month ago. Yep, 26th through the 29th. Is that the correct date, Tiffany? And if you go to the website, my website actually, it has all the information, speakers, yep. hotels, everything. Yep, absolutely. We'd love to have you there. Um, there's information there how you can uh, be a part of it. And hey, Danny Booth's on. Do you know he just held a tent meeting down in Arizona? Way to go, Daniel. He followed the sun. 
S-U-N. He got running <laughs> quick. <laughs> Where it's warm. St. Vincent in the Caribbean, good to have you. And then the, the tent season launches in uh, Johnson City. And so Tennessee. that's all of that is on Melissa's on the website, tedshuttlesworth.com. Month of May is Johnson City, Tennessee. Yeah, and everything's then, on the website. Yep. Yep. It's gonna be great. It's gonna be a great year. We'd love Both to see Both Teddy's you. and mine, right? You you post them. Yep. When he and I work together about uh, every month right now, we've been coming together, but uh, I also put it on mine, which is tedshuttlesworth.com mm -hmm. schedule. That's right. Amen. Thank you, Dad, for being on today. Amen. And thank you for joining us. It'll cost uh, you a hamburger. If you, if you missed any of today, you can go back. Thank you, Joel and Carrie. If you uh, missed anything from today, you can go back and watch it. It'll also be on the podcast. If you didn't know, we, can, we have a podcast on all platforms. Search Ted Shuttlesworth Jr. You'll find it all major podcast platforms, and uh, this message will be on there as well. And if you need to go back and watch the entire thing, I encourage you to do that. Look at Brother Joel. He's taking a big step of faith today. Amen. Thank you, Joel. Thank you. Thank you for sowing. Amen. And uh, we love you. Brother Kevin Dalton, Georgia, we love you, man, very much. And Tammy. Yeah, he's a good man. Yeah, absolutely. Thank you guys for spending time with us. Sunday starts revival in Massachusetts. Be in Fitchburg, Massachusetts. Uh, beginning Sunday through Friday, Crossroads Community Church. My father starts in Beaufort, South Carolina on Sunday. Uh, again, all the, all the information is there on the website. We'd love to see you live in Revival. Brother Alan Walker, love you very much. Hey, Alan, there he is. Make a road trip. It's time to get in Revival. It's going to be the best year we've ever had. I feel Canada will open up Amen. this year. I believe it. And I've already got some dates established when I'm going up there. Amen. Praise God. Be good. Have a powerful day, wonderful weekend. We love you so much. We'll talk to you again very soon. Later. Now that's the stuff leaders should be made of.